Good evening, wool gatherers, and welcome to the episode numbered 147 of Wanderings and Wool Gathering. On tonight's episode, we're calling this the Friends of the Show show. We're going to be reviewing the latest from Whitney Ty, Jack the Radio, Ashton Knight, and briefly um, Project Renegade because they are our album review next week as their album releases on July 14th. So uh, we're going to tackle those tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about Sleep Token. That was on our radar, uh, gosh, three or four weeks ago, and we've had some hiccups, some vacations, and things that have pushed that back, but it was worthy of notice. So we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about Sleep Token tonight as well, and I'm going to quiz the maestro. And who is the maestro, you might add? It is none other than Metalhead Monday. Step inside into his mind, it's boy band time, it's Metalhead Monday. And there he is. Hello, hello. You know, when you used to hang out with the Backstreet Boys, you looked a lot younger. I did. I guess they're good yeah, for age. Pulling out, pulling out the, the gray and the silver, you know, turning into that silver fox. If you let that go up the side, you can be a married Amish man. <laughs> I think you should look into it, Graber. Yeah, <laughs> Metalhead Graber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, anyway, you know who uh, who's sponsoring tonight's episode? Um, I have two guesses. What would your first guess be? Well, I'm going to guess... Kokomo Lantern. The Kokomo Lantern sponsors the show. They are a journalistic endeavor focused upon the simple principles of illuminating the good and eliminating the shadows in our community. So if you go over to kokomolantern.substack.com, you can sign up. Our other sponsor tonight is The Pressing Issue. Lots of good stuff from The Pressing Issue. Did you see mine that came back? I did. I, I <clears throat> he really, when we were talking about that and you were saying uh, the grade that you were hoping it would get, he really did send it to me right then. <laughs> yeah. I kind of figured he did. Oh, he's going to be happy with that. <laughs> yeah. So the pressing issue cleans and services comic books. It'll um, remove things for you. It'll flatten them, whiten them. They do an amazing job. I just recently took a book to him that was probably in the 7.5 to 8-ish range. I was hoping for an 8.5. I was going to be very happy. It's an old book. And um, it came back as a 9.2. So he yeah. really does know what he's talking about. It's the pressing issue. If you're interested, go over to Facebook. You can find him there. Red and white logo. The pressing issue. And we have does issues you? pressing on us tonight, Monday. Yeah. Mike does good work with the pressing issue. He's done a few books for me, so. Yeah, he really does. We wouldn't we wouldn't hype him up if we didn't believe in it? And um, oh, look at this! People are loving the Kokomo Lantern and the pressing issue. Look at that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I we are comic book people, so we would not have this person sponsor the show. We wouldn't hype him up if we didn't believe in it because we are comic purists, and uh, it's important to us. All right. It's time to quiz Metalhead. He never loses. I think he's undefeated. Uh, Are you undefeated? I don't think so. You may have lost one when all four of us played. But Might be close. But... Essentially, you're undefeated. Anyway, I'm going to throw a few uh, pieces of information at you, and you're going to tell me the album. 
Very simple. Okay. Say you're going to, okay. So I'm guessing the album. Yep. The album from your factoids. Mm hmm. All right. Hold I think it's going to be super easy, but okay. We'll this album had seven top 10 hits. Oh, wow. Uh, thriller, Michael Jackson. Damn. Right off the bat. <laughs> you want to know what the rest of the tidbits were? <laughs> sure, be, there were only a few that were up there for this probably, but the album had eight Grammys. Yeah. I remember Michael said the pictures of Michael holding all the Grammys, like his little puppies or something. I should have led with this one. Toto performed the music on the album to make sure that it was tight. Okay. That was a fun little factoid. That is interesting. Um, I'm pretty sure I had heard something about Steve Lukather doing mm -hmm. some work on it, but yeah, I didn't, I had not heard that. Yeah. And then um, it was originally titled Midnight Man. Ooh. <laughs> I really should have led with these first. That would have been more fun for you. Yeah. And you may have gotten this part too, but the cover originally featured a tiger cub. Yes. Yeah. I do remember that. Okay. Let's start over and I'm going to do the two in the middle first. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He's still undefeated. Not surprised. Not shocked at all. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was a easy lead off clue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it could have been like a Beatles record though or something, but you know, and, I would never pick a Beatles record to do that with. So. Yeah. All right. I, mean, I would have guessed MJ. So, I mean, I did. So I you did. Have. And you were correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So before we jump into the Friends show of the show, we're going to talk about Sleep Token <laughs> because they kind of hit the world by storm. They've been out for a while. This yeah. is the third album, actually, yep. in a connected grouping of records. Um, I think loosely so, but I guess thematically it kind of fits in there with the other two. Right. And, um, but yeah, they're, they, they've blown up. They're selling places out now. People are loving them and I love bands with masks. So what the heck let's do. I, I'm trying to think, I'm not sure where I first heard of them. I feel like it was maybe just a YouTube recommend mm -hmm. and I clicked on it and it, their videos, like most of their, well, their current videos <clears throat> they look just like kind of almost like a kind of a D and D role playing fantasy game character that it that they just kind of sit there and like kind of pulse and like kind of and it kind of goes around them and use mm -hmm. them. That's like all their videos, and so I was like, huh, that's weird. But the music was just, I mean, stupid good. So mm -hmm. I was like. Oh, check out more of these guys. And then, yeah, you find out they've got three albums out. I'm like, how have I not heard of these guys? And then, them and find out more about them. And then, well, you try to find out more about them and you find out that nobody knows anything about them. And it's on the internet that people think they know who the lead singer is. Yeah, the singer goes by Vessel and yeah, we, all that stuff. There's so. another band, and the guy sounds eerily similar. Okay. And so they they said it's confirmed who it is, but whatever. Huh. Okay. So I'll make them know. But it's more fun when it's to the idea that somebody today could get away with three albums and not be known is kind yeah. of a cool thing. Yeah. So I mean, Ghost tried it for a while, but I don't know. I feel like they figured him out pretty quick. Well, and then when they started suing him, <laughs> it was a done deal. I mean, yeah, then he had to be in court, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
screwed that one. But, um, you know, and it's interesting, too, because when I first heard and you showed me uh, or you were the one that told me about Sleep Token, you get this idea that there's a big metal band. But they're as much heavy metal as Ghost is, you know, as far as that yeah. goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, that's one of the things that I love and really, I mean, respect about them is that they weave in so many different styles and, I mean, absolutely seamlessly. Some in in the same song. Some, some of the songs are almost... I don't know, like poppy, really ballady. They're almost an R and B group that dabbles in other stuff. Yeah, and I mean, you got like electronic elements, mm -hmm. and all kinds of stuff, and uh, it's just insane. I, I I'm so impressed with how good they are. Yeah, I think if you if somebody was just like you know, I'll check them out. If they listen to "Take Me Back to Eden," you'd get all sides essentially of the group. So. Probably my favorite song of theirs that I have actually sent to people saying, hey, check this band out. They're all over the place. This song kind of is a little bit of everything they do is the summoning. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, the, I love that song so much. Uh, the, what I put in my notes when I was listening to this is what I really liked about it and where it can, I think it's kind of different than the other songs is it really has a 70s guitar tone. Um, yeah, okay. that I really dug, but then it bridges into another stuff. We got some piano, we got the R and B. Um, yeah, yeah it, it's and then thematically, he seems to be speaking directly to sleep, the deity that yeah, you know, he, he talks about all the time. Yeah, I love that. That was one of my top three. So, and then in that song, like you have those huge, huge, heavy riffs, and oh man, and and vocally, he's all over the place on that one. Mm -hmm. Sing beautifully. He does a little bit of screaming. It's I that song is just absolute perfection for me. And that's when I tell people about Sleep Token, like that's what I send them. Yeah, that was good. I I, I don't disagree with that. My thought on and take me back to Eden is not my favorite one, but um, I just feel like it goes everywhere that Sleep Token goes. Yeah, and so you listen to one song and um, and there's some cool lyrics in that one too, which. That kind of dig. So, uh, yeah. So that was your favorite. What was another song you really dug on it? Um, well, uh, actually, if we're talking, you know, if you're looking at the album, uh, the song after that is called Granite. And it, it's really pretty amazing, too. It's all, it's, it's kind of sounds like kind of a dark pop song almost. Um, his vocal cadence in that one, I think, is really cool. Um, and it's got like a real deep baseline, uh, huge, like heavy, uh, break, you know, guitar comes in real heavy with the guitars a couple times. And it has a line, probably my favorite line from the album was, uh, you only drink the water when you think it's holy. Mm -hmm. I was like, calling somebody out on that one. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. I, I really like the next one, Aqua Regia. That one grew on me. I did not love that the first time I heard it, but the more I listened to it, the more I really, really loved it. Um, like the the first half of the first verse is 
absolutely flawless. His delivery, the lyrics, uh, it's absolutely flawless. Um, it's got kind of an R&B kind of poppy feel to a lot mm-hmm. of it. The, it has like this really cool kind of electric piano solo that is just phenomenal. Yeah, I love the the instrumental break with the piano. And um, the verses do rhyme. They're A, 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 B, 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 B. <laughs> so yeah. there's a definite tight structure to the song yeah. as well. Uh, Vore was interesting. It was the most violent of the songs. And then the content yeah. being that being consumed by someone else mm-hmm. um, kind of fits that tone, I think, of yeah. <laughs> the violence in that. I, I feel like, I, I don't know, I, I feel like the rest of this album kind of spoiled me in that that song comes in so hard and heavy mm-hmm. when you're listening to the rest of it, like you almost wish they would have switched it, switched up something in there because it's pretty much <clears throat> just that. Yes. It's you're- good. It's not bad. I mean, that shows that, I mean, really, I feel like they can do anything. And yeah, you're right. Are you like Ascensionism? Are you really okay? The apparition? Uh, do you wish that you love me? They're all slower, softer. Uh, not all, but I mean, pretty much that part of the album is very mm-hmm. subdued um, compared to the rest. Yeah. But um, and Take Me Back to Eden is fantastic. And the last song, which is kind of cool, is that it ties back to the first song on the first record, which I thought was really nice touch with some of the music. And then. Um, Lovers Entwined. Um, I know for the last time, you'll not be mine. So apparently, throughout these three albums, he gets to a point where he's letting go. Yeah. Is is my feeling on it. Yeah. <clears throat> I think at one point, I struggled a little bit because it felt like almost a teen angst um, love album at parts. And so I was kind of like, gosh, I, I can't tell if I really like these lyrics or if I'm like so over <laughs> them. Um but then what always brings me back is the interesting music, the choices that he makes, and his voice. It just yeah. top-notch throughout. So Yeah, I, his voice, I feel like, I don't know, it feels pretty unique to me. I, I can't mm-hmm. think of anything that really sounds like that. No, I agree. It's, yeah, it's top-notch. So I think they deserve all the attention they're getting and people want to go to their shows because yeah. they deliver a very unique experience for people. So it'll be interesting too. Now that they've finished the third part of the cycle, are they going to switch their makeup, their paint, their masks? Are they going to do something completely different? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I would. I'd say I'd probably give it a three and a half to four out of five. Really, I would go way higher than that. I this album is almost perfect for me. I. I that one song kind of takes me out of it just a little bit. I just to probably knock it down to about 4.75. The the first five for me are about a four and a half, 4.75, and then mm-hmm. it slips. And then it comes okay. back up at the end. It's that part in the middle that, that kind of hurt it for me. There's some good stuff there, but. All right, 3.75. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the middle. But yeah, I definitely liked it, and I still listen to it, even though I knew we weren't going to do it at the time. Oh, so yeah. I'm still going back to it. Yeah, and this definitely pushed me back to, you know, listen to the older stuff. And like I said, it's just like, how, how have I missed this band? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We saw three albums out before they were on my radar. It does happen sometimes, though. All right. 
<clears throat> well, that now brings us to the friends part of the show. And by friends, I mean folks who have come on the show who we still have contact with, reach out to, buy their stuff. I'm actually getting ready to buy Ashton's new record, which I'm really excited okay. about. Going to buy yeah. the vinyl on that one. Uh, do you want to tackle his first? Uh, sure. Yeah, we got two from him. Yes. The first one came out a couple of weeks ago, and then he started teasing a second one, and I thought, man, let's just wait, and we can do the two. So the first one was called Something Beautiful. These are both off of his upcoming record and book. Um, I would suggest getting both. The The book accompaniment to the last one was really good. It had lots of nice poetry and, and little yeah. musings in it. I dug that. And then uh, a couple days ago, he released the second single called Cinnamon. And uh, very personal songs. Yeah. I, um, both of these songs are, I mean, short. The one of them, Cinnamon, I don't think is even three minutes long. Mm, very short. And uh, they're, I mean, you know, I don't know if the rest of the record's going to, it's all going to be like this, but it's, you know, these are both kind of, kind of slow, slower, vibey, acoustic, you know, mellow songs. Um, and I really dug what he did with his voice in something beautiful. I feel like he, and you know, like, I don't know. I, I am not like a super fan of his, so I don't know if this is something he does every once in a while or not, but I feel like for me, this is a, it's, he sings it in a bit of a higher register. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's pushing a little more um, into the higher notes and it really works. I mean, he sounds fantastic. He hits some really high notes in cinnamon too. Which... Yes. Well, yeah. And cinnamon, I mean, he practically goes into falsetto. Mm -hmm. So, but, but not, I feel like uh, in something beautiful, he does that kind of throughout the whole song, like on, on and off. I mean, you know, he's not like pushing it for the whole song. I don't think, but yeah. And cinnamon, cinnamon, almost, it feels like he kind of just goes higher and higher as he goes through the song till at to at the end where he, like I said, I, I mean, he's practically in a falsetto if he's not at close. Yeah, I, I liked the, um, I, I guess like in the chorus, it wasn't very typical. I think the way that he did it, the way um, he phrased things uh, was, was unique for him. I liked the melody in those. And something beautiful I thought was interesting because usually in a love song, you hear like the feelings or see it from the person who's um, like looking at it, somebody or whatever. But this one kind of looks at the other person coming back where the other person can see something beautiful. There's something great in the relationship that the other one sees. And, you know, him as the singer's like, okay, you know, <laughs> I don't feel like uh, this is for me, but I'll take it, you know, like, yeah, it was uh, like, interesting like, view. She sees something beautiful that I don't see or, you know, something like that. And yeah, it's almost like, uh, it's almost like, uh, why does she love me kind of love song? Yeah. You know, like I, I don't know what she sees in me, but you know, I, I love her, but I, I don't get why she loves me kind of thing. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting because usually it's unrequited love. And this one's like, why the hell does she love me? <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, a, I don't know. It's, I want to say self-deprecating, but I feel like it's deeper than that. Like, it's yeah. almost like a, I, I don't love myself kind of thing. 
Yeah, yeah. Self-deprecating, I think you're kind of making fun of yourself to make everybody feel better um, or make yourself feel better in a situation. I think this person's just genuinely, and I don't know if it's really his personal feelings on it, like, but, you know, why does this person love me the way they do? Yeah. I don't know. But cool. I, I thought that was an interesting perspective. And uh, Cinnamon. Sorry, I'm <laughs> I'm laughing because apparently my wife has turned on the stereo or something in the next room. So if you hear that, sorry. Is she playing cinnamon right now? Uh, no, no, but it's loud, whatever it is. <laughs> That's right. I usually have chihuahuas barking. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so cinnamon, like you said, was a very short song. It's another personal song um, kind of dealing with a lot, I think. Um, but I think the memories of someone special is kind of getting him through it. So another sort of relationship song. Yeah. 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 It's definitely that. Um, there's the, what is it? The, I taste the cinnamon and the poetry on your, something like that. Yeah. It's, it's very cool. He's, he's a very, very talented lyricist. And I mean, his voice is, <laughs> I'm sure we've talked about that every time we talk about him. His voice is ridiculous. It's it, it is like, you know, kind of that deep baritone voice, and it, it fits so well with like the sad, melancholy music that he typically comes with. So it, it's he's great. Yep, yep. Love the love the songs. Love the choruses, and um, his voice was on point as usual. Can't wait for the uh, whole album to drop and we will uh, i'm sure we'll be checking that out when it does so that was ashton knight and the next friend of the show is miss whitney ty and her song is called lexington and we're just continuous continuing that theme of personal songs this one's very personal this is autobiography autobiographical um, beautiful song yeah, um, you know, Whitney is always great to listen to. Her voice is just so smooth and gorgeous. Um, and it's like, I don't know, it feels sort of effortless for her. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and listening to this song, I mean, it, it kind of has like the first 30 seconds or so, it kind of changes after that. And like, it, it settles into this riff that just like I'm listening to him like, man, this reminds me of something so much, but I can't place what it is. And, but uh, just that the riff and the groove and I'm like, ah, oh, it's just like, it's right there, right there at the edge of my brain, but I can't figure out what it's reminding me of, but it, it's a great song. Yeah. She's like an old uh, Joni Mitchell. Well, she's young, but um, yeah. That kind of singer-songwriter. She's even got a little spoken word in the middle, which yeah. was kind of cool. I Definitely. wanted to talk about that. Uh, I'm curious. I don't know. I feel like when singers do that, I, it, I'm curious as to how they make that decision, how, the, how they arrive at where they're like, oh, I'm going to speak this verse or, you know, whatever. But uh, I mean, and it works. I'm not saying she should not have done that. I, it absolutely works. Um, but yeah, that decision is is always a little curious to me for someone who can sing like she sings. Why she wants to drop down and speak that part? I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, I I think when it's autobiographical like that, it's almost like a personal poem. Yeah, and I it, mean, yeah, that could maybe that you know speaks to vulnerability or I don't know something. <laughs> well, I love the idea of the song where she has left the world behind that she had, but she didn't really leave it behind because every experience that you have like builds you, makes you who you are. And so you're always sort of attached to that thing that you supposedly left behind. And so there is that sort of shadow of your past that, that is right there. And, and I like that quite a bit. That was a nice touch. Um, I got a, from her um, music group, said that it's dreamy, breathless folk that channels Lou Reed, Roy Harper, and Elliot Smith. Um, the collective writes, Lexington has all the elements of the iconic female songwriter with a rock edge and stretches towards the airiness of Strawberry Fields forever. And it kicked off the week with a world premiere on Folk and Rock, featuring a new lyric video and custom merch collection designed by Ty herself. And her Lexington merch is pretty cool. Yes. I did sure. take a look at that. Yeah. Um, I really dug the song. I liked it a lot. Me too. Yeah, very much. Looking forward to more. Yes. Yeah, she does not um, fail to produce. That's for sure. So, all right. So that was Whitney Ty. The song was Lexington. I don't have a release date on the record. I'm not sure if she has one. Um, working with Tim Jansen's uh -huh. again. Um, that's her longtime collaborator. They do great stuff together. So when we find that out, we will definitely share that with you as well. And we'll, of course, cover that. Um, next up is Jack the Radio, Mr. Yeah. Mundy. Super excited yeah. for our comic pals. Our friends from North Carolina. Um, <clears throat> they released a song called The Roads Paved in Gold. And, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um I reached out to George Hodge, the kind of main songwriter, uh, singer, guitar player, and Kevin Rader Rodabaugh, who is the drummer. Um, he does some backing vocals and stuff too. Um, they and just kind of asked them, you know, hey, is there anything you guys want us to know about this song? And they sent over some tidbits, one of which you can see down here at the bottom right now. Um, so, yeah, they've been, uh, you know, I, I don't know how long they've been working on new stuff, but uh, we're starting to get some, and I am here for it. I like this song a lot. Yeah, and he alluded to uh, the banner that we have, and it said that the song was just added to No Depression's Best Of playlist with the likes of Tanya, Tanya Tucker, Tommy Prine, Jason Isbell, Betty Lovett, Lucinda Williams, Sunvolt, Ben Folds, and the Cowboy Junkies. So they are in pretty good company there. And they're yeah. not what I would say just a straight up country band. No, just uh, kind of rock and roll hinging on. Eh, kind of, yeah. Kind of alt country, if anything. I, I mm -hmm. think, you know, if you're going to put them in country at all, I would say alt country. They definitely have, you know, that, that flavor is there. But yeah, definitely, I think leans a little more towards rock and roll. But yeah, alt country, I think works. It does not have that twangy voice. Yeah, that, that I can't stand. It doesn't mm -hmm. have fake lyrics of growing up on dirt roads and porches, which yeah, 
<laughs> pandering. Love that. Um, but yeah, it's just good, straightforward rock music. Um, his lyrics are always good. His voice is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, the music doesn't go like early. You know, we were talking about Sleep Token. They're all over the place and they do all these yeah. things. Jack Thrill is very much a straightforward. This mm-hmm. is just good music. It would be a fun group to see at a bar or a very Absolutely. small venue and then hang I out am- with them afterwards. I am actually hoping to do that at some point in the future. (laughs) I've actually been talking to uh, my wife who plans most of our trips and George and Kevin trying to figure out like, you know, getting down to North Carolina and seeing them somewhere around there. You know, they're kind of based in the Raleigh area, but they do a lot in Charlotte and kind of all over there. But yeah, someday, hopefully fairly soon, (laughs) I would like to get down there. But does it have a dog in it? The video does. <laughs> yes, the video does. There we go. I don't know that they mention a dog, but he's in, there's a dog in the video. Yeah. And apparently, according to George, that's uh, where they shot this video. It's the owner of that facility. It's his dog. So, um, and they sent us another piece of information about the song. It says, lyrically, the song hits on some of the social faults and posturing in America. And musically, the song was influenced by the Gaslight Anthem, Bruce Springsteen and Tom Petty, which those are, Bruce Springsteen and Tom Petty are great examples, I think, um, of that straightforward rock that you're going to get. Yes, I think they would fit in nicely with either one of those acts, like opening for them or something like that, you know. Yeah, and I hope we do get a full record with the comic book accompanying it when it comes out. Yeah. Because that's what they do. Yeah. They're a special group, people. You should give them your attention. Give them your dollars. They are great guys. They are creative. Um, they do it the right way. And they want to create um, something real for people, not just something to stream, but something you can hold in your hand. I mean, mm-hmm. they're um, multimedia they are just a great group of guys who have a good vision and they are definitely worthy of your attention. Yeah. Uh, George Hodge is, he's an artist too. So he's all about, you know, visual media and, you know, tactile products and, you Mm -hmm. know, good visuals. So it's not just about the music, but the music is fantastic. And actually one thing I did want to mention about the song, um, again, it's called roads paved in gold. Uh, the, is the guitar and the backing vocals, uh, by Danny Johnson. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, just the, the backing vocals, he kind of, Danny kind of goes a little high to, you know, kind of go over George a little bit. You know, because George is not, he's not a very high singing vocalist. Uh, he kind of, he has a pocket that he fits in really well. It's kind of a little, you know, lower register. And Danny comes in over the top of him, hitting the high notes. And man, they just sound fantastic together. And Danny plays some really, really great guitar, a couple of good leads in this. A lot of fun to listen to. Yep. Agreed. So um, four out of five. I don't know. We don't rate songs like that, but I couldn't resist. (laughs) So keep it coming, Jack the Radio. Um, Our last song today, we're really just going to do a teaser because talking about this one too much would spoil the album release that comes out in four days. So 
it'll come out on Friday, and then that'll give us a couple of days to dig in. There's already been two songs prior to this one released. Um, actually, those have been gosh, long. How long now? Yeah, a while ago. Um, yeah, the first song came out with a full video, and I bet that was eight months ago. Is that Blood Witch? No, Blood Witch was the second the one. Second it was one. The Fix is right. In. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was a, both of those songs are really good, and this one is really good. This one's a little different. I like the way this one started. It was not your typical Project Renegade song, which I kind of dug. Oh, man. Mariana came in hard with the mm-hmm. screaming. So, Love it. Yeah, Mariana, I, Mariana Floreau, I she's really cool, um, and she's a good front woman. I think since we, since they hit our radar to now, I think Mariana has gotten actually a lot better. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I dug her when we first, you know, started listening to them, but I, I she just keeps getting better. Yep. And musically, um, I think Odie drives most of the music, um, mm-hmm. the drummer, and he has a cool drum kit with comic stuff all over it, which is yeah. another. Isn't that so strange, though, that we had no idea when we reached out to them to have yeah. them on the show? And then we find yeah. all this stuff out, and they end up being these amazing people. Um, yeah. But he has a good vision, and he's got a good ear for music, and they produce. Yep. A lot of really cool, interesting sounds. And uh, this song, Token, which was the third song, um, is really good. And like uh, Mundy said, comes in screaming, which was a little different. And then she hits her usual stride, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's a song about retribution, striking out before you're struck kind of thing. And I'm interested to see where the rest of this record goes. And you're going to find out Sunday. Sunday. No, yeah. not Sunday, because Monday probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Odie, I mean, he was he was killing it on this song. Uh, that's mm-hmm. I'll just leave it at that. Drum yep. sounded great. So, but yeah, we'll leave there. I don't want to give too much away. Project Renegade, July fourteenth, full record. We're going to do that on the show uh, mm-hmm. probably next Monday, and I'm super stoked for that. I'm even going to wear my Project Renegade hat, and Monday's going to wear a shirt. Sure, because, because we support because we love the band. Why not? I uh, they just dropped a new T-shirt actually, and I'm like, ooh, I think I need that one because <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Um, what was on this one? Uh, I don't remember what the artwork is, but it's like it's kind of, uh, I mean, it it styles like uh, like the baseball jersey, you know, with the oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but it's a short sleeve, so it's white with the black, you know, sleeves and neck, and it's got some really cool black and white artwork on it. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so that's next week. I wanted to mention, um, we didn't earlier, but Ashton Knight's record is called Autumn's Children. And if you go to Ashton Knight, which is N-Y-T-E.com, you can go there. You can pre-order the book, the album. You can check out the two videos for Cinnamon and Something Beautiful. Um, both are really cool. You can see pictures of his cat and wine glasses. <laughs> He loves his cat. He really does. But Ashton yes, he does. Awesome. I, I, yeah, I enjoyed the cat in the in the video. That was pretty funny. Helping him put his guitar away. <laughs> yeah, you can just tell H- helping. that he is. <laughs> he's just super intelligent, um, very creative, gentle, uh, just a great guy. And um, I'm trying to find when the album is released. The pre-order is right now. I think it's soon. So I think. Oh, August 25th. Okay. So shortly after that, we'll be reviewing that record. So that's pretty exciting. So just to give a heads up on our 
future shows. Project Renegade next week. After that, Greta Van Fleet. Following that will be Aphex Twin, and we are bringing back challenges starting next week. Not the typical quiz, because I'm getting sick of Monday getting them all the time. So we're going to do some challenges because you can't win or lose those. You got to bury those easy clues, man. You should have led with a couple of the other ones. (sighs) All right. I'm going to pick something from some band. I know you have no clue who it is. Just so you can sit there and look stupid. I mean, it wouldn't be hard to stump me, but yeah, you keep throwing me stuff that's in my wheelhouse. So, Well, it's no fun if I just send it to somebody you have no <laughs> idea who they are, and you just sit there with your thumb up your butt. But Then you need you need to do that one day and then get a uh, like a, a crickets sound sound effect. So I'm just like looking in the camera like blinking <laughs> and you hear crickets chirping. And then I'm going to have a plant. That's watching the show that comments about you being an idiot and answers all the questions for you. <laughs> all right. Well, that does it for this week. Monday, you have anything else before we head out? Not really, man. Just I've been going to some shows. We just, the wife and I just went and saw uh, Metric and Garbage. And, you know, I, there was some dude there called. You know, his name is Noel Gallagher or something like that. I don't know, but... You want to punch him in the face? Um, <laughs> he was actually pretty decent. I, his solo stuff, or well, I mean, it's a band. It's Noel Gallagher's High Flying something or other. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's not something I'm going to listen to every day, but I like it better than Oasis. I hate Oasis. But, uh, and he was, they were, you know, they were pretty good. They unfortunately they headlined, but that's you know I just sat down. So, mm. <laughs> Monday but, loves uh, Wonderwall. That's what I heard. Yeah, which he did not play. He only played like a couple of Oasis. I'm surprised. Songs. That's like the go-to, you know. Yeah, it's he's doing his thing, man. Maybe he hates his brother, so he's never going to so, play Wonderwall. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but uh, but yeah. So we just went to that, and we got tickets to some cool shows coming up and you and i are going to see pantera i think the wife and i are going to see ann wilson uh ghost is coming up mm-hmm. what else uh, oh we just got tickets to see brian setzer so That'd pretty excited fun. about that yeah. yeah i've seen the stray cats once mm-hmm. and this show, I think he's he's touring, doing uh, he's labeling it like the Rockabilly Riot, which mm-hmm. I think he's done a couple of albums of that, and he just covers like old like fifties and sixties Rockabilly stuff. So I don't know if that's what this show's going to be, but I'm here for that. I love Rockabilly. Would be nice though. That'd be cool. Hell yeah. Um, and yeah, the night before you saw yours, we saw The Cure. We flew yes. to Atlanta, and that was a freaking bucket list item for me. Yeah, that was absolutely amazing and robert smith at 64 has not lost anything he sounds so good and they played for two hours and 45 minutes wow they played 29 songs um it was phenomenal there were no breaks i mean it was just boom boom like it was so good and then uh, like you said we've got some good shows coming up we're seeing pantera and lamb of god like yep. lamb of god opening band that's gonna be amazing and then we're yeah. going to ghost together and uh i've got one Smashing Pumpkins one night, the next night Pearl Jam, and then nice. I'm taking my wife to Nothing But Thieves, mm-hmm. and I think she's getting tickets to the 1975, so okay, those will be our shows. And then this is kind of cool. So Friday night, we were in Vegas, and we went to see Penn & Teller. 
Oh, nice. Absolutely amazing. Hilarious. Even Marianne loved it, and she's not a magic fan like I am. <laughs> but um, so we get there half an hour early, and there's a little thing that you do as an audience beforehand. And up on stage, there's this guy playing piano, and there's a guy playing upright bass beside him, and it's Penn Jillette. So for half an hour before the show started, he played upright bass with this guy playing piano just, uh, you know, as everybody walked into the uh, nice. to the venue. It was really cool. It was neat to see. Yeah, that's that cool. <clears throat> I've been a fan of Penn and Teller since I saw him in like Run DMC videos. Yeah. Yeah. And they used to be on Letterman <laughs> all the time. I mean, the show is for everybody, magic or not. It's hysterical. Um, so good. I'm glad we went and Marianne loved it. She was laughing out loud. So nice. <laughs> yeah all right well that does it we just put in episode 147 148's next week it is project renegade and our challenge is going to be if we could add some songs into movies that already exist okay go back retroactively and throw some songs in that would make sense what would they be yep got some ideas for that one yeah me too i'm working on them and uh it should be a fun one hopefully teabags will be back and um, we will see you all next week. Mr. Mundy, tell us where you can find the show. Oh, Stitcher, CastBox, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. Did I miss anything? So, you know, you got them. Yeah. And YouTube. Oh, well, I mean, on of YouTube course. At the moment, so. Yeah. It's where you anyway. see our pretty faces. Yep. After the show's over, I post it up. You'll have the uh, podcast. By the end of tonight, you can listen to it tomorrow. Enjoy it. And I uh, hope that after you listen to some of these, you go pick up some of these songs or albums and check them out because yeah. we find that they're pretty important. So, uh, you know, yeah, everybody we talked about tonight that, you know, we have a personal connection to, it's, they're good musicians. And more importantly, they're good people. So support, support, support. Yeah. And when we say friends, it's not friends we grew up with. We're just trying to pimp our friends on the show. No. These are actual legitimate artists yep. who uh, have carved out a little bit of time for us. And uh, mm -hmm. we are the true winners in that relationship. So, yep. All right. We'll see you all next week. Bye now.